Hello? Hello? Hi. Hi. How's it going? It's been so long since I've spoken to you. Yeah, I know. What's it been? I think it's been 40? Yeah, probably 40, 41, whatever, whatever it took. Maybe 42. <laughs> Work on your breathing. Oh my God, you're so anxious and stressed. What do you do? Here's my breathing. That <laughs> calms me down. Mine is uh, very regular. I mean, hey, whatever works for you. I'm totally fine. I'm putting together my meditation class. Close your eyes and... <laughs> they would call it something like dragon's breath. Baby dragon breath. How long until I pass out? Jeez, I am lightheaded. <laughs> oh, boy. What if I just fell to the floor and you heard this loud thud? I think about that a lot. And then groaning. And you couldn't you're do dying. anything about it. You yeah, just, I could. I mean, you're you're not, you're far away. I could call 911. But you couldn't call 911 because that would call 911 in your area. So you'd have yeah, to Yeah, but then find, I, they would dispatch me somewhere. I think you have to look up the actual local number. No. Yes. No, they can do that. I'm calm. I am ready to go. I, I am need... calm. I use this balm. You know I am calm when I speak like a machine. Greg's really suppressing some kind of emotions right now because he is talking like a robot. Wouldn't that be weird if that was the way that we spoke when we were scared? So I, was, I imagine like a plane going down and the stewardess is like, come this way. Like super calm. It's so like, come on, we got to go. Let's go. You know, it's like. That is why the, the pilots speak like that on purpose. Mm. They yeah, want to. Going into 40,000 feet. We need some uh, turbulence. Going to be a little bumpy ride for a while. So uh, please uh, keep your seatbelts buckled and your entry tables up. Uh, we'll be in uh, San Fernando in 40 minutes. Unfortunately, we have run out of fuel and our plane is going down. <laughs> there is nothing we can do to save the craft. I have a uh, terminal brain cancer, and I've uh, decided to end it all tonight. So please uh, keep your seatbelts fastened. And, uh, yeah, they still expect you to follow safety regulations. Yeah. Keep your seatbelts fastened, even though I'm taking this plane to the ground. You know, just in case you make it. Maybe a seatbelt. <laughs> Maybe the seatbelt's going to protect you from the side of this mountain. Yeah, I don't want you to die by slamming your head into the ceiling of the plane. I want you to die from the explosion when it hits the ground. I've uh, uh, murdered the co-pilot. And, uh, I am currently drinking his blood as Bloody Mary mix. I've used his blood as a line that put them under my eyes. The blood smeared the blood under my eyes. It's a bit of a ritual for me and the uh, co-pilot. And then and they give <laughs> turbulence updates as he's taking the plane down. Going to be hitting some uh, extreme air pockets as we careen into this mountain. Please keep your tray tables up. <laughs> I apologize for the bumpy ride. There is choppy air on our way to death. Yeah. As we plummet to the ground, please be aware there will be uh, turbulence. Uh, uh, <laughs> sounded like a burp. <laughs> Did it? Yeah. No, that was uh, the pilot. That's what is it? vocal for I? That's a big thing, vocal fry. Yeah. NPR invented the vocal fry. I mean, they did. They popularized it. And people love well, it. Well, Kim Kardashian popularized it. 
well, there's a different style. Kim Kardashian. Kim Kardashian. Kim That's Car- how they say it in España. <laughs> Kim Kardashian. They're hanging out in Ibiza. Ibiza. The Kardashian. Centropay. No, Kardashian is. Come on, that's common trash vocal fry. Yeah. This NPR style relays trust to the listener. Because it's calm and devoid of emotion. So you feel like you can make your own opinion about it, maybe, or it makes you feel safe or it's something. It's a cheap trick to deliver your opinions in yeah. a way that people think is fact. Right. Unless it's Kim Kardashian. Kim Kardashian. Hola, I am Kim Kardashian. I have a booty. That's that's how she introduces herself. Ay, 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 ay. I have a booty. I'm Kim Kardashian. I'm from Spain. Uh, vale. Vale, vale, vale. They say vale. It means like, okay. Like, or I got it in Spain. Say like, vale, 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 vale. Like, okay, uh, okay, okay, okay. Good to know. V-A-L-E. I marked it down in my future trip to Spain book. It's the only note in there right now. Vale. Vale, vale, vale. Si, si, vale. And to stay away from Ibiza. Why would you want to go to such an awful place? I don't know anything about it except for Real Housewives of New York go there. It's party central. Sonia Morgan. Everyone wants to go. It's packed. It's loud. It's. I guess it's all just to get laid. Is that ultimately? That? Because it's known as the, the club capital of Spain. Oh. Just last night I was out just avoiding every bar that had anyone in it. But people are drawn to this. Yeah, I don't understand that. I want to go in there and shout in your face, and you won't be able to hear me, and you'll just nod, and we aren't really going to have a conversation, but we're going to look like we're having an interesting conversation because then maybe someone across the room will catch us having this conversation that looks interesting, and she'll say, wow, that guy looks interesting, and look at those clothes. Maybe he's rich. Let's <laughs> Look fuck. at those clothes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is weird when a place Boring! is so- <laughs> Not you. Not life. <laughs> it's weird when a place is so loud and so chaotic. It just feels like an emergency huh? in there. What'd you yeah. say? I said I'm going to the bathroom. Can you watch my purse? Yeah. Yeah. That's what ultimately yeah. happens is people just nod. And then mm-hmm. I walk away from your purse because I didn't know you actually wanted me to watch your purse. Yeah. You're like, uh-huh. Yeah, I'm going to go. You're going to go first. No, watch my purse. You're just old and miserable. You don't get it. I've never understood it. I've never wanted to go in a clubby, you know, even just a loud bar. You don't want to. You don't want to go dance and get a bone rubbed up on your butt. I do like to dance with a bone rubbed up on your butt. That did happen to me at those clubs. (laughs) If I had an erection on the dance floor, the last thing I would want is for anyone to know that it existed. Well, now, I don't know if the person had an erection. Yeah, they, but, get, they get bones. But I could feel it. I could feel something behind me. Like, ah! I didn't turn you on? No. Grind so, this so on so you. gross, like an animal. <laughs> it's like they think that you're dancing and that's an invitation. That is the way it's treated. Yeah, it's. I'm not out here for... I'm not out in the dingus for you. She's out there on that dance floor. <clears throat> she wants this crotch. Yeah, she wants me to rub up on it. This crotch of champions. Champines. It's a champion. Champine. Yeah, a championess. Yeah. Hit the music. I really need a new computer. Yeah. This thing, you got to start it up. It's like a an old car with a carburetor in cold weather. Or maybe a car with a crank up front. 
Took it took fifteen minutes to get this thing up. Wow, really? I should start a GoFundMe campaign like you did. Please give me money for a new computer. Yeah. Why'd you Why'd you get all meek? Because it's embarrassing. Is it? Yeah. I was so grateful for everyone who donated, but I started it. Let's fill people in for anyone who doesn't know. Autumn needed to raise money to move to a new house. To move. Yeah. So I lived in a really dumb part of town that I hated. And then also our neighbors were being total assholes to us, like threatening to call the police all the time and texting and threatening us. So I was trying to move, but we would had we would have to break our lease which was a bunch of money. So, and we didn't have the money to do it. And so I started a GoFundMe kind of just on a whim. And then once it started, I felt like instant, I instantly regretted doing it. And I couldn't decide whether I wanted to delete it or not. And you could have and still turned that money down and you didn't. I didn't because then I got to move. Thank the Lord. Because other people, the generosity <clears throat> of other people took advantage. Yes, John Sutherland pushed it over the edge. Like he just looked at whatever the balance was and was like, here. How much was that? What, what did you end up getting? I don't remember. I you, really don't. You rem- Come on. I, no, I really don't. I don't remember stuff like that, but it was a lot. And I felt really guilty about it because there are people with like cancer and. But not guilty know. enough. No, not guilty enough. Because I wanted it. Because I wanted to move. It was, I was miserable. <laughs> it's fine. No, every nobody, mo- every move in the house was scrutinized by these jerks. Nobody forced people to donate money. They did it because they wanted to. Some view it that way. Yeah, I just felt. Yeah, I was very. There's something. There is something wrong that people look at it negatively. Oh, you're asking for money, you loser. You should be taking care of yourself. Who cares? Yeah, people, people need help sometimes. If they ask for help, you don't have to help them. That's that's yeah. where your decision comes into play. <clears throat> You can express your opinion on the matter by not donating. You don't need to make the person feel bad. Yeah. Which is why I'm launching my GoFundMe campaign for a new computer. New computer. Do you like one topic? Do you fear that our recorded episodes will be lost because the computer will crash? No? Well, now you should because I told you that's a real potential problem. Get me. Yeah, a new, there's no backup. Get me a new computer now. <laughs> Send it. Care of Greg Russ. You can find Studio it. Studio B1. Yeah. <laughs> Just put Studio B1 on the package. New York, New York. And Whatever that they, zip code is. One, 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 one. They know where to send it. Because, well, I used to be the most famous Greg Russ in New York. Until this guy more. came in from Minnesota. Comptroller fucking asshole. No, he's overseeing public housing. Oh, my God. Gregory Russ. Comptroller's funnier. Don't say public housing. Call oh, him a comptroller. I, I want to get the facts straight on him. Yeah, but what's funnier? Comptroller or the public housing? Sometimes in a work of fiction, you, you would use comptroller because it is funnier. But when you're stating the actual facts about a person in their position, you don't make shit up. Yeah, but this isn't important enough to get right. It's more important for it to be funny. Okay, and then he's got that skin condition that makes it look like he has tree bark. <laughs> that's too far. He walks I'm out. in charge, he's and the, that's too far. He's the human tree. <laughs> Comptroller Gregory Russ, the human tree. Is it the same spelling? It's the same spelling. Gregory. I laughed at this guy once, because we all search our own names, right? Isn't that a common thing? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sure. Mm-hmm. I searched my own name, and there's a surfer. It's got cool. the name Greg Russ. And then this guy came up, and I'm like, what? <laughs> 
Minnesota public housing. And then he just shows up here one day. He knew. He's Why? like, there is a Greg Russ in New York. I bought up. Uh, and that guy is super cool. I bought up gregrus.nyc just in case that guy wanted it. That's a, that's a URL you can only get if you live in New York. Oh. Ooh. Yeah. I applied for it, but they denied me because I don't live in New York. You could have used my address for a fee. Studio B1, New York, New oh, York. Oh, yeah. You get one, this. one, 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 one. Do you think they have a Dot Crofton? Yeah. <laughs> Middle aged mom, Dot Crofton. Hey. <laughs> there was now, nothing false about that statement. Now hit the music. <laughs> Welcome to One Topic, where we stick to one topic. My name is Autumn Fisher. My name is Greg Russ, and Autumn. What? I'm having reservations about this. Our, you were very. You felt like this was the time. It's been in the works for a while. I've mentioned it on many shows, and I think that people think maybe it was a joke. But the time has come to try to actually do a full episode on socks. Now, you say it's been in the works for a long time. I think works is giving it too much credit. (laughs) It's just been a word in our brains. Just thrown out there in yeah, passing. Yeah, it's not like we've been researching it for months. Well, <laughs> I wish and figuring I, out what the show's going to be. Here's the thing. I think if it was researched for months and we had interviews with people and we did a highly <laughs> produced, edited show, we could make a very engaging yeah. episode. We're sitting with Barbara, a local shop owner. Yeah, and you, we need that quirky music that's playing. Yeah. I bought my first pair of socks back in 1972. Before then, my mother wouldn't allow us to wear socks. You know, my mother, she would take the socks that we wore out in the snow. No, no, see, that's where I make an edit. In the snow, and then you hear a real loud (gasps) factory noise. That's the hum of the factory, and then you're interviewing someone who makes the snow socks. And... (laughs) Yeah, we put the snow socks over the machine, and uh, this is where we are. Uh, we fasten the stones. I got to read the book. You know, that little chunk of thing they got the uh, walking corner for the stuff. We've been putting the seam on the socks for uh, and some cats meow. That helps set the tone for where they're interviewing this woman. Yeah. Come on. Come on. Come here, honey. Are you hungry? <laughs> That's my cat. <laughs> She's a silly one. <laughs> you should have seen her when she was more full of life. She has feline AIDS. Eleanor Washington was born in 1917. Back then, we didn't have all the sock options you have now. You go down to the local uh, uh, Target. Get yourself any socks you want. She first became a fan of socks when her father, a businessman, door-to-door salesman, sold ashtrays. Daddy sold all kinds of items door-to-door, ashtrays and socks. A whole house was filled with all kinds of designs of ashtrays. But we never had socks. The socks were always sold out. He couldn't sell the ashtrays, but he was the best sock salesman in town. And then Eleanor's father died 
and his sock collection became an obsession. When Daddy died, I couldn't look at socks the same. They just meant something to me. The fact that they're a pair. I always felt like, you know, one of them is me and one of them's daddy. Yeah, so anytime at this point that she goes to the laundromat and loses a sock, it's traumatic. When I lose a sock down at my laundromat there, it really feels like it, his death all over again. But then she learns to cope by making outfits that are just one giant sock. There's a reveal. And she's actually just wrapped up in a giant sock. And that's how she has to live her life. I cut it down the side and uh, I make it as flat as possible. And I've been making clothing out of the, the lost sock. You know, it's a way for me to memorialize daddy. On this next episode of This Pretentious Life, <laughs> I'm Greg Russ. Today we will talk to Eleanor. What did I give her last name? Washington. Roosevelt. That's what I can hear. <laughs> yeah, close enough. President's last name. It doesn't really matter. She's just a common person, a common folk, and a common part of the country who deals with things in a common way. She has no ability to self-assess or grow. And we are going to expose her and exploit her on this episode of This Pretentious Life. Join me. I'm better. You're better. We're all better. But who's not better? Eleanor, listen to this sad, pathetic sack tell I can her hear life you. story. But Excuse we will me. present it with compassion and empathy, even well, though nice. really we do not give a shit about her. That's the way those shows work. This man works in a gas station. Yeah. What a rube. Let's hear what he has to say about Donald Trump. So... If, Surprise! He doesn't like him. We tricked you. If we, <laughs> if we were to do a show that was highly produced like that, uh -huh. I think we could pull it off. But here we, I think it's important territory for us to enter. Just mundane, really completely mundane territory. Let's see if we can do it. This is our test to see if we can just pick any topic, any topic. And make it interesting. It opens the doors. And I think doors. so far we've done it. <laughs> it opens the doors to salt. Yeah. Clothes hangers. Sure. Some of those are interesting. Some of them have that. Uh... It's a don't, don't, don't. Well, what Write is that? Write that down that, and save it. It's like that velvet material they put on some of these clothes hangers. I have opinions. I'm not going to do it now. Well, yeah, we're That's not the topic. We're saving those. Today's topic yeah. is socks. And I don't even socks. know where to begin. You know, I was thinking history. People like history. <clears throat> Okay. The, the history of socks. And we could get some 80s type stock music to play underneath. But, you know, it's still too much production for this show. Yeah. Uh, but I did a little bit of research. Did you know, Autumn, that socks are possibly the oldest type of clothing still in use? Mm. I mean, there was clothing in the past, but things like loincloths, that stuff, that went the way of the dodo. So socks <laughs> at this point. One of the oldest. And, and Sorry, just, just saying the way of the dodo. Does anyone even, do people know? They know what that is. Dodo, no, I know that we do and a lot of people do, but I'm saying younger people, do they know that a dodo was a bird? And that we fucking just it's, that's killed not, them? It's not on us. If they don't know this, that's on them. I'm just curious. Okay, go ahead. We should Socks are the oldest. The, the loincloths went the way of the dodo. What? Well, I'm just saying that this has been a continuous piece of clothing. 
and it was matted animal fur at some point that people would shove into their shoes. Did you know that uh, the oldest socks found date back to this is complete socks? Like so now I'm talking about not fur, but, okay. but some knitted socks. They go back to 250 between 250 and 420. Well, they probably weren't knitted, right? They probably were like an animal skin or something. Well, they're Egyptian and they were a split toed. Oh, okay. There's only two toes because they were worn with sandals. So anyone you see wearing socks with sandals, you make fun of them. But these oldest known socks yeah. were actually made to wear with sandals. So Egyptians were the first B-boys. So take that. Take that. So why did they need socks in Egypt to put in their sandal. Did you know that your feet are some of the sweatiest parts of your body? Your armpits, your hands, and your feet. Your feet? No. Yes. Your feet sweat so much. What? About a half a liter of sweat a day, socks will no. soak no, up. No, no, no. That's true. No. I, I sourced this information. That information is incorrect. That's, no. Do a quick search on it right now. No, my, my opinion is purely anecdotal. All right. Well, and you that's tell me all that matters. You wouldn't your socks be wet? Well, it depends on the material. Well, you're not wearing like bathing suit material. I'm looking this up to confirm it. Half liter sweat feet a day. Well, that's confirmation bias. You're searching so that you can find your. How answer. much do feet sweat in a day? And this is from Rocky Mountain Foot and Ankle. Oh, they're good. They're some of the best in the biz. Oh, Rocky Mountain foot and ankle? Yeah, so look, the feet contain about 250,000 sweat glands. The concentration of sweat glands is the highest in the feet compared to any other part of the body. On a daily basis, okay, it was a half a pint. Fine. Okay, half a pint. <laughs> that's, a, that's a big difference. That's a huge I prepared for this liter? show. I did say half a liter. <laughs> but I did see that elsewhere. But I trust Rocky Mountain. Okay, I trust Rocky Mountain too. They've never steered me wrong. Um, I mean, the purpose uh, is even, to... even half a pint is still surprising because I don't feel like my feet are that sweaty. Well, they are. They're just shooting out bodily fluids constantly. Why is there so much? Why are there so many sweat glands down there? That's a they different just pulled question. down there. Yeah, this is this is a different question. I don't know how to answer that one. On. Okay, so that's why people wear socks is to absorb the sweat. Well, it, keep your feet warm. Okay. Protect dry. Your, yeah. Yes. Keep them dry. Can make wearing shoes more comfortable, or walking around. Sometimes it's just nice to have socks on. No, I understand that. What I'm saying is, though, in the past, and for the Egyptians, why were they created? Because they had sandals. I understand people. In, you know, like a jungle scenario might need one, a sock to help protect their feet or something. Don't ask the hard hidden questions like why. Come on, let's just stay away from why. Okay. <laughs> okay. Noted. Uh, I don't know how to answer that one. Okay. I, I can't get into the mind of an ancient Egyptian. I don't know what they were doing with their socks. Let's try. If you look these socks up, they're red. And they're I saw them. Yeah. What do you think that material is? <clears throat> I think it's probably animal skin. Maybe some dead cats. Did they have woven material back then? I mean, people were weaving stuff. Yeah, but not small like that. Because were... I don't think they. I don't think they had the any technology to make the the fiber so thin. I bet you that's like skin or of something. 
a tanned hide. It's always skin. That's where it, where it always starts. Yeah. Um, man, but <clears throat> the, through the progression of socks, trousers at some point autumn in the Middle Ages got shorter, and people needed fabric to cover up the the lower part of the leg. And did you know that these socks actually didn't even have the foot part on them? It was purely to cover up the skin between the trousers and the foot. Why were the trousers? Uh oh, sorry. I started my thing with why. <laughs> no, ask, ask, I ask wonder, the questions. I wonder why the trousers were getting shorter and then they were compensated with sock, just the tube part. Yeah, why would just, they just keep the trousers longer? And sometimes it's not practical. Yeah. People just go along with trends. And they had to wear garters at that point to hold up the socks because there was no elastic. Right. What a process. You need garters to hold up your socks instead of just making the pants longer. Yeah. But this was the way it went. And when then, was that? And that was the Middle Ages. Okay. And then uh, pants. And those were probably made of like wool. Well, yeah, they were knit and woven at that point. I bet you it's wool. So we're getting into wool. But like everything else, it becomes a status symbol. Then the rich people have the socks. And okay. the poor people are. <laughs> so rich people eventually get into silk socks. And then the poor people have to have poor people materials like corn husk. And, uh, real? Is this real? And their own hair that they have to cut no, off the top stop. of their head. What? I mean, sure. Corn stuff? No. <laughs> people weren't growing corn. <laughs> you, I'm just thinking of materials that poor people would have to use to make their socks because they wanted to match the, the nobility. They see these aristocrats running around and they say, I want to be like that. Look at their fancy, colorful silk stockings. I can't have that but I need to mimic it as best as I can. What materials do I have? Oh, here's uh, a dead rat. Let me <laughs> skin it and take its whiskers. Yep, and get the plague. Only whiskers, not the fur. I only use rat whiskers in my socks, and then people would walk around in England, and they would get laughed at because this kind of thing was so important there. <laughs> Stop with this. What? This isn't real. Well, it's, it's based in truth. I, people aren't using rat whiskers. I don't. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. But this is this is actually based in England. Had all these weird laws, hmm. uh, sumptuary laws. I think they were called. Okay. But it was laws that regulated foods you could eat, jewelry you could wear, uh, and it applied to clothing. Like this was just depending on your your caste. Yeah, it helped set differences in class. Um, okay. But these things actually were enforced. And I know at some point it did apply to socks also because huh. that was just an overall you need to dress a certain way. And if you're not dressing that certain way, you're clearly a loser. And here in England, our class system is so important that you need to know your place. Okay. And if you can't afford socks, we're throwing you in jail because that's where you belong. It's just a quick way to say you're poor. Get but the now hell this out of time here. this. So this wasn't just the tube on your calf, right? It was the whole sock. Well, the whole sock came into play in the 12th century. Uh-huh. I mean, it was there in other instances. But right. we're, we're focusing now. There was a weird thing going on with the Italians and the French and their socks, and they kind of set the standard. The aristocrat. I'm not making this up. I'm, I'm, I'm okay. I'm, I'm, I'm not. And then the British, because they have to take everything to the next level, copied the rich people there, and then that's okay. when they, they really took it. Further along the journey. 
It's all real information. The sock, okay. the, the sock wars of the 12th century. <laughs> I wish there actually were a, a war fought, fought over socks. Yeah. Or at least just called the sock war, like the war of the roses. <laughs> the war of the socks. Yeah, war of the socks. Um, the raw materials needed to make these socks, you know, they were short supply. The natural yeah. resources of wool, only so many sheep. and That's right. And we needed a lot of that to make other things. And these poor people need socks, but I need the, co- uh, the, uh, the wool for something else that's more important because I'm more wealthy. No, you'd be wearing silk, really. Well, that's what I'm saying. I want the the wool to be made into something that's going to keep me warm, like around my body that's ornate and beautiful and whatever. But these poor people are taking all the wool for their precious socks. Yeah, the the French and the Italian did lead the way with fine hand-knit silk stockings. And I'm going to tell you, the men liked these because they were form-fitting and they could show off their shapely legs. <laughs> this is how vain these people were. Shapely legs. You have nothing better to do in your life when you have this much money. It's just to show off how much yeah. better you are. How shapely your legs are? <laughs> this, people liked it. <clears throat> Look at these silk stockings. Look at these shapely legs. This is how you know that I am better than you. Because I think even women back then, even the rich women would still wear wool stockings. Wool's a good I, don't think, I don't think that the men and the women, especially back then, were wearing the same things. I bet you the silk things for the men were just for them. Yeah. I mean, women weren't allowed to venture into such luxury. Well, no, not even lu- they They can have luxury. But what I mean is there's this huge divide. Like now, right, men and women dress can dress the same. And it's not weird. But back then, men and women could not have the same things going on. So I wonder if that if they had to not wear silk. Stockings. No, I know what you're saying. I was just reserved for men, right? Yeah, I bet. It wouldn't surprise me because women were just uh, property. I own you. You're mine. I'm marrying you. You do what I want. And don't you venture into my territory. Mm-mm. Cigars for me. Pipes for me. Socks yeah. for me. Food for me. Joy for me. Fulfillment for me. Happiness for me. Depression and soul crushing, that's for you. Yeah. You can't do anything about it? Yep. Because you're a woman. Now give me Just, some babies. Yeah, stay stay in your uh, position forever and never want more. <laughs> I think that's a good approach to life. That's uh, You want to get through life? Just stay in your lane. Yep. Never, never want anything because then you'll be disappointed if you don't get it. So just don't want. Exactly. And you find yourself longing for silk stock, so, silk socks. <clears throat> Can I tell you my first thought when we, when I wrote. Yes. My first thought when we were going to do the sock episode, this is what I wrote down. Meg Ryan and Sleepless in Seattle. <laughs> okay. Look, we can get to the popular culture socks. Let me just finish up with a little bit of history here. All right. Because in uh, 1589, William Lee invented a knitting machine, but Queen hmm. Elizabeth denied the patent for the machine. And didn't want to fund it because she thought that the socks made by the knitting machine were too coarse for royal ankles. So you know what he did? What? He said, F you. He went to France. King Henri IV Hmm. approved funding. He built a sock factory. And then socks were enjoyed by all. So this, this, this Elizabeth 
the first. My ankles are royal ankles, and they deserve special treatment. Yeah. And your shitty fucking machine is not good enough for me. She wasn't thinking about the good of the country or of her people. She only cared about her damn ankles. <laughs> so, you know, going back in the sock war, the cold uh-huh. sock war, France ended up getting the upper hand again because England had started leading the way. There were intricate designs and colors and different ways to wear the socks. And they had lost. And then Elizabeth just handed it back over to them. Here you go. Take this take this machine and this patent and uh that was the that was it. That was the end. Socks then, for everyone. Then the industrial revolution came and socks spread like a virus. Then everyone had access to them. And then another big breakthrough in sock history was nineteen thirty eight. That's when nylon came into play. Oh, plastics. Yeah, terrible, terrible material. Yeah, lycra. And the big thing with nylon is uh, it fit more feet because it was stretchy. You didn't mm-hmm. have to be precise with the size. That ain't soaking up that half a liter of sweat. <laughs> You're right. It is not going to soak up half a liter of sweat that comes out of your feet every day. It just kind of pushes it around. You ever wear nylon socks and it feels slimy? Your feet feel slimy. Yeah, after of course. I'm a woman. I, I wore, you know, stockings. And shove them into a white pump. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why? What was the situation? What do you mean? When you're younger, right? You try, you know, you're, you, especially, you know, I was born in 1982. So, you know, old. I know. Middle aged mom. Middle aged mom. Doc Crofton. Um, Doc Crofton. <laughs> Maybe I should buy, we should make that. And then it's just a sight of you sitting there looking dejected constantly. Yeah, it would just be stuff that I'm dealing with. It's just like pictures. You can like look and see. Maybe maybe I'll make a Facebook group, middleagedmom.crofton. And you're trying to find some kind of meaning in life by putting on the white stockings and shoving your feet into. No, white stock. No. That's what Not you just said. Sto- you- no, that's like a little girl wears white stockings. What do you- that's what you said you just wore. No, I said white pump. But what what were the stockings? Just like pantyhose. Yeah. They weren't white. No. No. What color? Little girls, little kids wear white. And Japanese women. Oh, that's a whole different thing. That's a whole like infantilization of a culture. You can't dismiss their culture. That's something they like. But anyway. I'm not dismissing it. I'm saying that's what that is. But the, <laughs> this is something this is something that it proves a point. This sounds god awful to have to wear pumps and stockings and shoving your feet into things there's no well yeah like, no especially purpose. the seam down at the bottom you know it's like a really like thick line of seam and you have to position it properly because if it goes under your foot then you're stepping on it because there's no material to save you from the hard bottom of your shoe and that seam at the bottom you know so if it's like under the pad of your foot then it hurts and it rubs so you have to make sure that it's like in front of your toes or behind, you know what I mean? Like, there's a whole thing. My God, why is anyone wearing this? And then when you pull them up, you know, they make like a bubble of your fat. <laughs> they squeeze your squish in together because it is stretchy. It stretches over your legs and your legs feel really like sort of smooth and tight, you know, because they're and compacted. But 
really, but when you have to pull it up to the top, it just like gives you this huge indentation. I, I can understand a stretchy material that fits nicely and snugly. It's comforting. There's yeah. something to be said about that. But this whole process you just described to get these stockings on, the seam's got to be in this place, and it's got to be pulled up very specifically, or it's going to make the bubble even bigger. And I'm doing this all because that man who owns me says that he likes it. Well, I yeah, either that or it's just like a... what? L listen, it's not in vogue right now to wear pantyhose. But stockings are in. Leggings. Leggings, because that's, that's different, because that's a material that, like... Uh, comes up high on your body and it has like a large waistband because the pantyhose have a, like a real thin waistband and so that's where it like cinches you in but leggings have a really long one and so it like it helps taper your body more instead of just like cutting it off all right so let's run through this quickly stockings are individual leg things they don't meet like no pantyhose it's like would. I think it's like a umbrella, pantyhose, stockings. I think that pantyhose, well, okay. You can call, not all pantyhose are stockings. Some murderers are doctors, but not all doctors are murderers. Right, something like that. <laughs> okay. Because I think that if you had the two individual leg things, you wouldn't call those pantyhose. You'd call them stockings. But you can pull on some pantyhose and someone could call them stockings. And then the leggings are just a different, you told me about the waistband. Leggings are just pants. Okay. And then... You're thinking of like tights. And the tight... Yeah, I... Yes. There's tights are like thicker pantyhose. Got that it. That you wear under a skirt in wintertime. Yeah, which always was strange to me. Does that actually keep you warm? It does. And it's cute. You wear like a boot. And then you wear socks. <gasps> you wear socks over your... Uh, over your stock... No. Well, this is what what's they? happening at Hooters. <laughs> Remember that, that look, yes. I have not been to a Hooters in a very long time, but I assume that the look is the same. So what were they wearing at Hooters? What's, the, were, what's the, the, the material, the piece of clothing that's touching the leg? Yeah, I don't know what that is because it's either like four pairs of pantyhose or it's like a, a sheer tight with those like bright white socks. Yeah, then they All put the socks at the bottom. Real crunchy, squishy socks. Yeah. The, those weird shiny legs. Yeah. So weird. I'm interested in, in knowing who designed that and why. It's like sexy safe. It's safe sexy. Girl next door is sexy. Like, I don't mean to be sexy, but I'm just like, I'm just out washing my car and I'm accidentally sexy. Yeah, look at these form-fitting tights I'm wearing. But look, I've got the socks that your grandpa wears. They're also on. But I guess and my sneakers. I guess that's a sporty look. I don't need to deconstruct the uh, Hooters anymore. <laughs> but it was... It was <laughs> but if you think about it, so I wrote down, why can socks be sexy? And having those socks... You mentioned Hooters, right? That's a, that's a good point. Why are those socks considered kind of sexy? Does anyone think those are sexy? I think that if you're if you like that whole Hooters look, but those, part of that look is those socks. I don't. I, white socks in general, no thank you. I'm not on board with those. Yeah. So I get nothing out of it. Socks uh, tying to feet. People do have foot fetish. 
<clears throat> but as, I mean, as okay, we discussed in our fetishes episode, which you should go back and listen to if you haven't. One um, topic. One topic. Subscribe. Uh, I, when I wrote that down, I wasn't thinking of Hooters, but I was thinking of like knee high socks mm-hmm. and how those can be kind of sexualized. And then even like schoolgirl outfit, a sock is important in that look. Well, those are pulled up high, right? So they're leading up the leg. And then yeah. there's usually a skirt. And, and there's like a gap between the skirt and the and the sock. And it's interesting to think about what we were saying about um, the past and how socks were something and how like if people showed an ankle, that was sexual. Uh, and so it's weird to think there's the little gap between like in a the meat of a thigh is supposed is like all of a sudden like very interesting. Yeah, and that's the path. You follow that stocking path up. Sock, sock. Well, they're high, right? Are these, are those, I, I can't. I'm thinking of a sock that goes like right above your knee. Yeah. Well, isn't that called a stocking? No, a sock. What's the difference? That's what I was asking earlier. What's the difference between a sock and a stocking? So that white thing that you're talking about with these schoolgirls that they wear, that it's just one per leg. Yes, that's a sock. But what's a stocking then? A stocking is made of like, um, uh, uh, lycra or uh, um, nylon. That's what these things are made out of. They can no. be. No, a sock. It's a sock. What I'm realizing okay. with this episode is there's I... a sheer. There's a sheerness to a stocking. Yes. It's not. You're not made to. It doesn't have like a cute design on it or a color. That's what I'm thinking. A, that these things. That's why I'm thinking when we're talking about this. I'm thinking of a sheer, almost. I mean, it's white, but it's thinner material. What I'm realizing is that with the show is I hate the ambiguity between these different terms for these articles of clothing. It's really okay. driving me crazy. No one can give a straight answer. I can give you a straight answer. This is where we need the professor to come in. Yeah. And tell us. He's a professor on sock history. My only sound effect I have. <laughs> yeah, he's in a lab and you hear bubbling bunts yeah. and burners and um no, a sock is a thicker material. A stocking is sheer. Even if it has a color to it, it's still sheer. You can put it's you can put your thumb in it and see your thumb through it. Yeah, and so your... so when we're talking about these girls who are wearing these women who are wearing the pulled up things, they're sheer in my mind. They're not wool. They're not thick. Stop socks. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Uh, why, I don't know why we're getting stuck on this. So let's go back to your theory. So you trace it up. You see the little bit of leg. And then it's leading to this promised land that's under the skirt. And then yeah. I think the idea is like you're getting so wrapped up in it and you're ripping off clothes that those stay on because there's no time to get those off. Yeah. And, and then that's, it's sexy cute. Sexy cute is different than sexy sexy. Yes. So socks, that's the why. socks that I'm talking about up your knee are sexy cute. That's why my socks don't come off during sex. Because you're sexy cute? I just, there's no time. <laughs> uh, there's a, a whole different rule for men. This, none of this applies to a man. That, wait, what do you mean? Leaving your socks on is, is never going to be like, oh, I left his socks on, it's so hot. He couldn't resist. Yeah. He's only got one sock on. Why did oh. one come off? Oh, he didn't even have time. It's so hot. Yeah, don't pretend you don't like that. <laughs> you would enjoy that. You leave socks on during sex? 
I don't think it matters as much as a woman. I don't think it matters at all, but some people have very strong opinions about if it. If my socks sucked, if they were like gross, you know, uh, I don't know, some like garbage socks that I have that were all black on, the, you know, like brown, like dirty on the bottom. And maybe if they smelled because they, <laughs> you know what I mean? That's gross. I wouldn't leave my socks on then, but if they were cute and even if they came up high, like let's say I was wearing a boot and then I was, I had my, my, had my tall socks. I'd leave those on because it'd be sexy cute. Yeah. And those boots sometimes, if, if you're wearing something where the boots don't even need to come off at all, those could stay on. People seem oh, really? to like that. I mean, say you're, if you're wearing pants, you got to take the boots off. And How then about, you put the boots back on. Yeah. This is something that you see. <laughs> it's it. Why did you put that article clothing back on? Because it made no sense. You had to take that off to get the pants off, but now that's back on. Yeah. I well, guess- so you're talking about this image of these like sexy big muscle dudes, but they're naked, but they have like combat boots on. Untied. And I didn't think about it, but you brought it up that they would have to take off their pants and then bend over naked ass, <laughs> hairy butt crack. Look at my strapping those boots back on. Yeah, this this was a discussion that was born out of uh, a GIF. <laughs> that I, there's there's these happy birthday GIFs that I send to people that have yeah. sexy illustrations of men with their shirts off and they're holding cakes that cover their genitals, but most of the time they do have their their boots on. Right. And I had never thought about it, but then you brought it up. They'd have to put those boots back on. You can't get a pant leg over a boot. It's impossible. No. And even if you tried, you would look super ridiculous crazy trying to do that all naked. <laughs> yes. Okay, uh, so I, sexy socks. <laughs> you know, the only thing that... Uh, so uh, I said that these, this sock rule doesn't apply to men. But then I also wrote down Tom Cruise and Risky Business. Yeah, but that's important. That helped them slide across the floor. Right. But it Be- turned into like a whole look. That was kind of sexual with him sort of half naked. Yeah, there was a practical use. I know what you're saying. And it did turn into that. But could you imagine him being barefoot trying to slide across the floor? It wouldn't work. His he'd feet, trip. Yeah, the friction fall. would just catch his feet and he'd tumble yeah. and slam his face into the ground. He could have slid on a, a runner, like a rug. And it would have gathered up. And he'd have been like, yeah, who cares about my house? I don't care because I'm home alone. So you like that look. I'm not saying that I liked that look. I, okay, I liked it. It was fine. But I'm saying that rule changed when he did that a little bit. But then again... You think that that rule changed solely because of Tom Cruise and Risky Business? I'm saying it could have. That's a lot that of... Was, that was an acceptable sock moment. That's a lot of credit. I'm not saying that's not true, too, either, because people do get caught up in those things. It's something like that could change the whole idea of what's acceptable with right. wearing the socks when you're trying to get down and dirty. Yeah. Oh, I don't want to go too far because I want to talk about Meg Ryan and Sleepless in Seattle. She's in her hotel room in Seattle mm-hmm. because she's stalking Tom Hanks. She's stalking Tom. A little bit. Stalking. Stalk- <laughs> stalking. You see what I did? I wasn't making fun of you. I just tied it, it in. Good. Um, she's stalking Tom Hanks. And she's on the phone and she's sitting there with these like chunky 
thick, beautiful, like beige. She's everything she wears is beige. <laughs> she just look. There's something about those socks. I've always. I don't like wearing socks like that in bed, especially. Um. But there's something about the way that she looked in that scene with those socks that made me feel like, ooh, so cozy. Yes, that relay that because those are there's something about your extremities and when they get cold and you can heat them up, even if you've got no other clothes on, it does make you feel warm. And those things were so big. Yeah. And it made you forget that she was a creep who was hunting down a man that she didn't know. Right. Just heard a son on a radio show. And (laughs) I mean, we're getting off topic. Okay. But, But, you know, I honestly. Sorry, go ahead. I just, I still have a hard time wrapping my head around that movie sometimes. I uh, feel like sometimes socks make my feet more cold. You know, like that sort of that rule about if you're out in the wilderness and you have your sleeping bag, you shouldn't put more clothes on because it'll give you, you'll like die of hypothermia. I don't know that rule, but I'm not a big camper. I'm not either. I just know this from Voyage of the Mimi. Yeah, uh, they had to huddle up in Voyage of the Mimi. Yeah, and they had to take their clothes off. Yes, because the body heat, they wanted to transfer it. I think that's the idea with that is if you've got the clothes on, the body heat's not transferring. And the sweat stays on your skin or something, right? If if, if, if you don't have the clothes on, it's going to evaporate. Or may, maybe it makes you sweat and then that sweat gets cold and then you are even colder. Yeah, that sounds good. Okay, because a lot of times, like I don't like wearing socks to bed. I don't either. I don't want it, socks in bed. No. And. But but socks in slippers is very important because my feet will sweat in slippers without socks because you lose the liter a day. Half a liter feet. Oh, right. It's, it's just going to get bigger and bigger. Yeah. You lose that half a metric ton. Yeah. Quarter gallon a day. And uh, yeah, so my feet sweat in some slippers. So I have to wear socks with slippers. See, I don't even wear slippers. Oh, they're great. I think slippers can tie into this conversation. It's a foot covering, but it's not a, a proper shoe. No. Uh, sometimes it's a shoe. It has like If it has like a hard sole. But, but it's the, like all furry and fuzzy in the inside. Are you supposed to wear those out? You can. Why like, would walk you? Walk out. Yes, look. Bam. <laughs> You're wearing them right now. They're nice looking I... slippers. What, are you but smelling they have a it? Hard... Huh? Oh, I thought you were smelling it. No, they have a hard bottom, so I can walk out to the car and grab something. But then it, or, it defeats the whole purpose of the slipper, which is supposed to be a, a shoe house. A shoe house, house shoe. House shoe. <laughs> it's supposed to be a house shoe uh, that you're not tracking dirt and <clears throat> literal shit but sometimes through your you need living sli- space. No, but sometimes you need a slipper to, like, take your dog out or something. And you put on a normal gra- in the shoe. Driveway. Because huh? you're supposed to climb on the couch with the slipper and you're supposed to be comfortable and where, 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 wherever you want to go in the house. And the moment it goes outside, it's just covered in filth. No, 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 no. These slip- slippers with a hard sole you're not climbing into bed with. You're well, taking them off in front of the bed. They stay on the floor. Okay. And you're not walking the city streets in them. You're just out in your driveway. You can, draw, your- you can draw whatever distinctions you like. That's you need a hard everywhere. soul to go outside, but you also want to have cozy feet if it's cold in your house. All right. I'm going to, I, I, I'm not well versed on slippers cause I don't wear them. 
So I'll give you it. I know. I know there are errands sometimes that you have to go outside and do quickly. I take down the trash because I don't have a trash can, and I just put a plastic bag and hang it off the cabinet pull, because it makes you take the trash out more often. Otherwise, it would sit and it start to smell. This is good, but sometimes I go down with just my socks, and that does not feel good to me. Oh no! Going outside with just socks because I'm too lazy. So okay, maybe having a pair of shoes, slippers, whatever like this would be helpful. You need that. Well, that's what like Crocs are now too. Just like going outside shoes, real quick shoes. No, those should never be worn. Never. Unless you're a little kid. Okay, a little kid I'll give Crocs to. I'm not, the practicality is one thing and I can get behind that. It doesn't need to be all fashion. But those things are just disgusting across the board. Yeah. I don't know what they're made out of. Rubber? Are they rubber? They just oil. I feel like they're oil. <laughs> they're made of pressed oil. Yes. Yeah, kind of. So I, I, I think the line should be drawn with Crocs, and this isn't look, this isn't any kind of new opinion. I know people are polarized on Crocs, and many people are on my side. I actually don't ever hear anyone defend them, uh, to the extent the the people who hate them, mm-hmm. they get really passionate about it. But have you ever heard anyone defend the Crocs? I think they just say, who cares? Yeah. Uh, I feel like Jared on the show would find a way to defend them. Like, oh, they're great. Jared Jared Yamamoto, who's the producer of the Von Hessler Doctrine, who is uh, the Von Hessler Doctrine. Eric Von Hessler is the guy that we started doing a show with and how all this connects. Just for someone who doesn't know. I feel like he would defend it, but he wouldn't make like a great point about them. Everyone knows they're horrible. I can't even make a great point about how they're horrible. I think it just speaks for itself. It's like, I'm trying to, I was like, I don't even need to spend the time trying to find a way to articulate it. Just look at them there. Well, you know what you need with Crocs are socks because you'll sweat. I, if someone was wearing socks with Crocs, no, I, I saw that guy. And I know that we just set it up earlier that the, the, the Egyptians had the socks to wear with their sandals. That is something. I also don't think it's acceptable. I saw a guy on the train wearing his sandals and socks and holes in the socks. Oh! If you're going to put your sock on display, at least make sure there's no hole in the thing. Yeah. Sometimes I wear socks that have holes in them because I become attached to certain pairs of my socks. There are some socks that I really like more than other socks. The material, the design... Uh, and then I reserve these socks for special occasions. So I could tell you what pair of socks I wore when we went to see Phantom of the Opera on March 30th. I know. Really? Yes, I know what pair of socks I wore because I thought about it. It's like, this is nice. I'm glad that we're doing this. And these socks, you're up tonight. <laughs> and so when those socks get holes in them, it is hard for me to throw them away. I will try to sew them up. My sewing skills are lacking, but I can do it good enough. It doesn't, you know, it's fine as long as you get rid of the hole. But ultimately, the structural integrity of the sock at that point is gone. It's going to mm-hmm. start deteriorating. So then I stop wearing those socks, but I keep them still. Yeah. So I just have this drawer filled with socks that I don't even wear anymore. Wow. Because, I mean, well, they're in the sock drawer, which, by the way, is the drawer where most people hide their valuables for some stupid reason. The most common place to hide things is in your sock drawer. And it's also the first place burglars will look. They just go straight I to your sock drawer. I have stuff hidden in my underwear drawer. 
That's not a good one either. Yeah. Because you get a creep who comes in who's just looking for underwear, and then he finds some valuables. What are you hiding in the underwear drawer? Just stuff that I don't know what to do with. Like, I have a porno video that <laughs> I had signed back when I was working for 96 Rock. What, so what is this porno video? What is it? Yeah. I, I don't know. Who signed like, it? Babysitter something. Who signed it? I don't know. Why are you keeping it then? I don't. I don't know because I don't know. You know it's that kind of thing. What do you do with it? You have to. You throw it away. I need to find an abandoned house to put it in so that you know pubescent boys can find it. And I don't have that. Yeah, I think you just <laughs> hiding things in an abandoned house. That's the second. That's what person. you have to do with porn. You have to pass it on to the next generation. Or you, and then they get it and they're like, "What's this? What is this thing? This gold? This holographic disc?" Or what you bury this? it. We actually, we had a porn and we buried it in the woods. <laughs> Which, I, and I'm not just trying to cheaply tie this back, but socks, when you lose a sock, you can take a sock. A porn wouldn't necessarily fit in it, but it is a good place to store items like that. You can just put them in a sock. Okay. A bunch of loose items. And uh, if you need Your the, jewels. Yeah. I carry a sock around with a bunch of gold Sacagawea coins. And I dump it out of the restaurant. <laughs> I've got this covered. And then if they don't like it, then you just swing it around your head, threaten them with it. Yeah, it's a weapon also. Did you ever have these comet balls in uh, in elementary school? We had them for some reason. They would put tennis balls inside of long tube socks and then tie the end off so the tennis ball wouldn't come out. And you would swing them around and throw them in the air like a comet. No. It was just a weird thing. That was like a station in PE. You've got Foursquare. You've got Tetherball. And you've got Big Bertha Foursquare. Remember that one? No, it's Big Bertha. That was a big. It was a really big ball, so not a regular oh. four square ball. This was a really big one. And no then, dribbles. And no then, bubbles. Yeah, and then there was this station that had comet socks, and these little. They were made out of socks. They were sock puppets. So it was really just a sock station, and they were shaped like little mice, and you were supposed to hold them in your arms and pet them, but hide your other hand under it, and then you would the quickly flick your fingers and it would jump like this is what it was sold to us like look at this station look at this little mo- whoop and then it <laughs> kind of wait why would it jump okay so you're hold you're cradling it let's say uh-huh. you're cradling this sock mouse uh-huh and here i don't know if you can see me this is okay. still going to be hard for other people to understand so you you would cradle it hold it up to your chest and you've got your uh-huh. hand under it and near its butt you've got your your fingers and okay. so then you start petting it with your other hand, like, oh, cute little mouse. And then you flip your fingers like this. Oh, so you push your bottom fingers. That's like you're closing your fist, your right. hand quickly, and it causes <clears throat> the it, thing to jump. Okay. And you think it's, and it's like fun. It was. Just pretend it's alive. It wasn't fun. And it hurt to be at that station. You would cycle through this PE class. So you would get to each station. But whenever you were there, you just watched the other kids having fun. Well, you're playing with old socks. There's nothing fun about it. Oh, I get it, though. I mean, the comets. Because it's cute. The comets were kind of fun. No, that sounds fun, throwing something super high in the air. But even, like, the little animal thing, I think that that would be fun. But maybe because I'm a girl. It doesn't surprise (laughs) me that you would be into that. Yeah. How far can I make a jump? I beat my personal record. Oh, it's so cute. Oh, where are you going? (laughs) And then, uh... And then one day, the PE teacher, just on the side, got mad for some reason. Um, what did we do? I think we refused to be quiet. Mm-hmm. And then she went over, 
to the crate that contained all these sock things, like kicked it over. They just went <laughs> spilling everywhere. And, oh. then, and then she walked over to the tether ball and just started hitting it as hard as she could. Whoa, she had a breakdown. Yeah, and there was a breakdown in front of us. We didn't know what the hell was going on. But yeah, wow. those, those poor little sock mice. Other uses, other uses for socks too, you know. Um, I wrote down iconic socks as a top one of the things that we would talk about, and I wrote Tom Cruise risky business, and I also wrote lamb chop. Yeah, I mean that is an iconic sock. Yeah, she made so much money off that stupid sock. She created a whole character. Did you watch that show? I never liked it. Oh, I, I liked I, it. I didn't get into it. Um, yeah. I obviously know what you're talking about because <laughs> it was a very famous sock but no sherry yeah what was it was that her name yeah sherry people What'd are you, hitting what, their steering wheels what did you like about that show? sherry lewis i thought i i uh i don't know <clears throat> i always list listen when you would make like the little uh mouth with your hand mm-hmm. and pretend it's a puppet. I always hated that people would say the words and close the mouth as the, you know, almost like a beat mm-hmm. instead of opening the mouth as they talked. And I always thought I can do like, I don't understand why you're doing that. This is the right way to do it. And so then I would watch her and be like, see, that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to have the mouth open when your mouth is open. And I always thought that I could be some sort of like puppeteer. <laughs> Well, look, you're already thinking about it on a, in a different way. Most people aren't executing the puppet correctly. Yeah. Which isn't a flaw. I mean, it's fine. Who cares? Really, who cares? But as a kid, it would bother me. And then I would watch her and I think, I can do this. I can do this show. I think, it, no, I think it's not a who cares. If you want to be a puppeteer, you should do it properly. <laughs> yeah. Do you ever make any sock puppets? I do. I have a sock puppet right now that's downstairs. I gave it a dress and I gave it arms and little hands. Yeah. Yeah. I'll post a picture of it. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to see this. So you just okay. made this thing from scratch. Uh-huh. From a sock. What, what was the motivation behind it? Ellie wanted to make a sock puppet. We're going to, I'm going to go get it. And how, how, uh, <laughs> Ellie wanted to make a sock puppet. Yeah. And how long into the process of making the sock puppet until she got bored with it? Oh, very soon, very quickly. So then you just continued yeah. what you had already Hold on, started. Pause, let's pause. I'm going to go get it. Hold okay. Okay, here's my sock puppet. She looks like this. She has eyes. Eyelashes. Eyelashes. And she has a little bow made of just fuzzy balls. Pom poms. Is that what those are called? Pom poms? Yeah, pom poms. Oh, wow, look at her that. dress. And she does have a dress. And she has little arms. <laughs> look at you. Look at this thing. <laughs> she has you a created. tongue. Is that the voice? Oh, no, it's always just like a high voice. Every voice that I do for the kids is like hi <laughs> it's real small see she has cute little hands no this is amazing look yeah you, you like it you have a real talent for just creating things thanks 
I feel like it comes very easily. Like I would sit there and I have to think about this thing to, I don't work visually like that, but um, you, you have this idea and it's like, yeah, I just did it. Yeah. No big deal. Other people can do this. This is not hard. I know, I know it's not hard, but you do a lot of these things quite often. You're making Ellie's Halloween costume, and she wanted yeah. to be a spider. And you had this whole contraption so that the legs and the spider are moving when she moved. Yeah, there's some engineering that's going into this stuff. All right. Thanks. Yeah, take the credit. <laughs> Thank you. And then my, what did you make for her birthday? There was something. Um, <clears throat> what did I make? Well, I made all the things. I made all the things. I painted a big five. I put, I made, um, uh, uh, tissue paper flowers. Yeah, that's what I was thinking about. Oh, yeah. Well, I just looked that up, how to do that. That's fine. You're still doing it. And you've got it's fun. This. I like doing, I like making things that you physically can have afterward. I'm just mesmerized by the, the puppet. I'm watching you move it around, fixing its dress, making sure that it's, uh, <laughs> what was that, neck move? Man, so you got to get you got to get specific movements mm-hmm. for each puppet. It gives a character and identity. They can't yeah. all move the same way. No. And this was the, something I think that you were thinking about. Well, <clears throat> we'll post a picture of her I mean, so that's that a, people can see her. It's a nice <laughs> thing to do with a sock, too, because if you have a, a lone sock, uh, what else can you do with it? You can jerk into it. Oh. I think, I think that's... Uh, yeah. You don't want to hear that. It goes one of two ways. Sock puppet or <laughs> jerkin' sock. Yeah. Just, that's a thing, right? Just, Guys I, like to do that. I just because it can be easier and cleaner. It is, is it a sock? Okay. So do you put it on yourself and then? Uh, I, get, I think people do it or different ways. Or do you just ways. use it like as a washcloth? No, you wouldn't use it. As, it's into the sock. Oh, it is? But I don't. Are you talking about like you, you put it on like you would put on a condom? And some, yeah. I think that there are different ways to do it. You can do okay. whatever you like. At that point, you do want a thicker sock. You don't want some thin nylon thing. Yeah. At that point, you're just like sieving it. <laughs> it's a, it, look, this is a real problem. You got to come up with ways to make it as clean as easy as possible. Yeah. You don't want to spend too much time in the aftermath. You can also, all right, look, let's move off of that. You can also, do you know this, Autumn? You what? can put socks over your windshield wipers if you know a snowstorm is coming in the <gasps> night before and it keeps them from freezing to the windshield what but it's got to be a very long sock and i don't have tube socks oh okay. man that's cool and then i love that life hack you like that one yeah that's cool i'll remember let's say you spill a bunch of stuff like uh screws or marbles and it's hard to pick them up you can put a sock over the end of a vacuum cleaner hose. <gasps> what? <laughs> and that way it doesn't suck them in. Yeah. It just picks them up. And then you That's awesome. Then you move that to where you want to go and you turn off the vacuum and they fall right back into the bin. Oh, wow. You can also polish and dust with socks. Okay. Your silverware. <clears throat> your silver platter that you pull out for company. Yeah, you just take your sock off and you just rub that all over your dishes. Well, these are socks that you've, <laughs> you've lost the other one. Oh, okay. Which I don't want to talk about because how many times... Have you ever noticed, Autumn? You put two socks into the dryer and oh. only one comes out. Where does it go? 
Okay, but for real, where does it go? <laughs> That's a fair question. I have no clue. <laughs> we don't have to do it, but I'm just saying, where does it go? It's got to be like behind the drum or something. I don't, but they're all there. That At some point, it's like when I lost a contact in my eye and I it floated to the back uh-huh. and I thought it was gone. Like I couldn't find it and I was trying <laughs> to flush it out and I said, this thing has to be out of my eye. A few weeks later, floated back up and came out. It was gross. It was just living in my eyes. So this makes me think of the same thing, like the sock. But the sock never reemerges. And a lot of times I drop my laundry off and other people do it. And I hold my breath because I do. I told you I have this attachment oh. to my socks. I think it is uh, my favorite piece of clothing. Uh, I don't – I express myself through my socks on them. It's where my personality lives. Ooh. If you really want to get to know Greg, take a peek at them socks. That's not – that's not true, but I, I triangles. Hmm. Yeah, but there's certain, like I said, socks that I like more than others. And recently, I got my laundry back, and one of the good ones was missing. No. And it really, it was, it bummed me out. But it wasn't the phantom sock. Why don't you just do your own sock laundry? What's that going to be like? Three dollars total. Just, you do the rest of my laundry. I will do the socks because I can't trust. But you lose them on your own. I. That's I, yeah. That's true. I do not know where they go. It is one of life's greatest mysteries, and that's why people talk about it quite often. Yeah. And gloves, I think I lose too. So it's really just negligence. Anything where there's two parts, then well, yeah. I lost that other part. You need that string going behind your jacket to keep your gloves together. Yeah, I can't take care of two things. That's why. <laughs> that's why I'm never going to be in a relationship. Nope, never. No. Good thing your pants are sewn together at the top. <laughs> or else you'd be losing legs. One of pants, yeah, were two legs that you had to put on. And you had to like buckle them on either <laughs> the front and the back, there like were, chaps kind there, of. There were uh, shorts that zipped off, or they were pants and they zipped pants. off into yeah, shorts. Yeah, yeah. I had a pair of those back in. You the, did? The cool, I mean, this was 1998. Okay. Yes, but I had a pair of those. Cool. I thought it was real cool. Doubling up. <laughs> Two for the price of one. And but you know what I ended up losing? One of the zip pant legs. Did you? Yes. I, but I just don't know where they go. Even if you misplace it and you don't keep it together as a set, it shouldn't disappear. Yeah, yeah. But it's like the Bermuda Triangle, man. In your dryer. So, did you know Einstein never wore socks? Really? He was annoyed by the holes that his big toe would make in them. Ooh, that makes me think he didn't clip his toenails. Yeah, or you're clipping them wrong. It's one of the Ooh, two. or maybe he was gross and he had like that real thick toenail disease. Yeah. I don't know what that is. The older the older you get, especially for men, your toenails just get so thick. Gretzen. Gross. <laughs> That's the word for it. Gretzen? It <laughs> sounds right. Sure. You're supposed to cut your big toenail straight, but it it does leave a sharp edge sometimes. You got to round you, that off. You do have to round that off. But if you round it too much, you get the ingrown toenail. But you have to protect the socks. And just friends who you might accidentally touch with that long toenail. Yeah, that is, <laughs> that is gross. So gross. Long toenails. I cut mine the other day because I realized they were pretty long. And then I smelled them. Ugh, why do they smell so bad? Because the sweat. There's a lot of sweat down there. And like that goo. Ugh. Toe cheese. You know in uh. Toe jam. <laughs> toe, yeah, toe jam. Toe cheese. Dick jam. 
I got my dick jam and toe cheese. All right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And you know, uh, last little fact here. Back uh-huh. back in like Shakespeare days when they would do plays and they'd always Shakespeare do, days when they'd always do a comedy and a tragedy and the comedy would usually come first. The same actors on stage they didn't have time for full costume changes. So for the comedy they'd have their socks down and then when they switched the tragedy they'd pull their socks up and that let the audience know we're getting serious now. Serious oh. business to come. That makes sense. And that's it. Pull those, up some socks. Those are my facts. I got you uh, that pair of socks or those that set of socks. Were they shitty? Uh, I, it, they're not shitty. It's they kind of hurt to walk on because the balls, because the, they're rubbery on the bottom. Yeah, and you said that you wanted some of the socks with the grip on the bottom. Yeah, but, but there are socks that have the grip on the bottom that are um, strategically placed grips. Yeah, and, this, and there are some that just like, here's a bunch of dots at the bottom that you have to walk on. It's haphazardly thrown on there. Well, that's a shame. I don't yeah. take a, I, it's a shot in the dark. I looked, I read reviews, I said, then nah, maybe this one works. Yeah, it was nice. Apparently it didn't work. It's the thought that counts though. Yeah. So well, maybe you just should have thought about doing it and not actually done it. Well, next time you see you, bring them and we'll burn them. Okay. Start a little fire and burn those socks. <laughs> yeah. That's all. All right. I think we kind of did it. I think we totally did it. <laughs> we had a full episode on, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sit with this a little bit after before I make any judgments on it. Okay. I think it was good. Well, listen, what do I know? But I liked it. Nothing. Because you're a Thank- woman. Oh. oh, that joke. <laughs> wow, 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 wow. Never been made before. Thank you for listening to One Topic. Like and subscribe us. Find us on Facebook. Oh, you can ask Alexa to play us now, which is pretty cool. And uh, we're on all the podcast catchers. If we're not on yours, your preferred one, please let us know and we'll see about getting on there. And uh, go rate and review us on iTunes because we like to see that number uh, be higher than our friends because we're petty. And uh, <laughs> listen to our commercial after the show and buy some awesome hot sauce. That is true with the pettiness. Yeah. I just, I, I want our show to have the most ratings, best ratings. We don't wish uh, yes, we for do. other ones to do badly. Yeah, but we do. If, if that means a boost our status, yeah, we do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Forget everyone else. Just, you know, push them into the ground. Thank you for listening and indulging. You, Autumn, mainly. Oh. The listeners, too. But you went along with this, so I appreciate it. I'm into it. This is our show. It's not my show. You want to do socks? I'm into it. Let's do it. Good. We got each other's backs. Yep. That's a true love. that's a true love we make your dreams come true hey Greg hey Autumn do you like hot sauce You know, I do like hot sauce, but I'm getting pretty bored of my regular Texas Peter Tabasco. I'm looking for a local sauce without Mm. any additives or extracts, a company that uses local pepper so it's as fresh as possible, and a company that really cares about the integrity of the sauce and where their ingredients come from. Definitely. And hey, while we're at it, 
I don't want a sauce with too many ingredients. Mm -mm. You know, a lot of other sauces out there, they have all kinds of fillers. So I'd love to find a sauce with, I don't know, what? Let's say no more than five ingredients. I mean, it's crazy, but there's got to be a company out there that hand processes their sauce. You know, bottling and labeling every bottle themselves. I'm probably asking a lot. Well, you really are, but there is a hot sauce out there who only uses five ingredients, what? zero fillers, huh? additives, or extracts, and who bottles, labels, and packages everything themselves. It's called Hoff Sauce. What? They're a small batch hot sauce company out of Chattanooga, Tennessee, that's won best Louisiana-style sauce in the country. How many times? Not once, not twice, three times. Three times! How does that sound, Greg? I think that sounds amazing. You know how you can get your own bottle of no, hot sauce? No, no, tell me please now. Hoffandpepper.com. And not only am I giving you the gift of the best hot sauce that you'll ever taste, I'm going to give you 15% off if you use the code 1TOPIC15. Hold on, that's... Yes, get a pen and paper. One topic 15. Good. That's O-N-E-T-O-P-I-C-1-5. All squished together at checkout. You'll get 15% off your order and your life will be better. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs>